0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss Pompey's recent trip to Plymouth is Pepe Liesay. Pepe, welcome. Um you're at home park on Saturday, a disappointing afternoon, a three one defeat. Um what was what was your assessment of game?
1: Um, Yeah, first things first, I think it was obviously going to be a tough game. Um, I think Plymouth have lost like once or twice, once I think to Port Vale this season at home. Then they've won every other game. So it was always going to be a tough test. Um, I think Pompey did hold their own for the most part, a large part of the game. Um, But individual errors, like we keep saying, uh, keep mentioning every single week at the moment, um, cost Pompey. they came out. Plymouth came out. Of the blocks firing, all guns blazing. Really, the first fifteen minutes, they were easily the better side. Had a couple of penalty shouts, and then Pompey started to grow into the game. Um, they obviously went a goal behind, um, but they started to grow into the game. But it was it was always going to be tough to break down that Plymouth uh, Plymouth back line, and then um, probably finished the first half of the better team really. Um, and then second half again, Plymouth got that early goal, which sort of killed the mood. But then. Rico Hackett came on and then um, got the, we hoped, was a comeback goal. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But probably, again, uh, in the final in the final parts of the second half, they were the better team and they were pushing for a goal. Um, and I think there were positive signs really to come from the game. Um, yes, there was disappointment that they didn't go and get that equaliser and the result turned out how it did. But I think there were... Plenty of positives already to take from it. Um, going to a side like Plymouth, um, plenty of positives. Obviously, you look at Hillsborough, uh, Portman Road, uh, Pride Park, all those tough, tough places, and um, home park is definitely like that when when it's got a sellout crowd like it did on Saturday. So, no, I think obviously the result wasn't didn't favour Pompey, but there were still some positive signs to take from it.
0: I think I counted five positives in there, but you've yet yeah, to we're mention just to the time. To be... like, yeah. But like, on that note, on the positive note, John Messino in his post-match interview with us on Saturday again identified positives. One being that probably didn't crumble; they didn't let the, the the goal get in the way of them trying to achieve something from the game. They they went for it in the end, and yes, they conceded a third later on while they were going for it. But like saying that there. Were Pompey really ever in the game? Did they ever look like they might get a draw? Did they even look like they might even sneak a victory at any point? Like
1: Yeah, so in the car on the way back, we were all in agreement really that Pompey, when they were on top in the game, they didn't create many chances at all. Um, yeah, they had the large part of possession, but they didn't create anything from it. Um, I think first half when they were on top, they only really had Joe Morell's sort of chip on uh, their goalkeeper, which was then. Across the goal and Bishop wasn't really there. That was really the only chance um, they had in the first half. There were a couple of other shots, but they were dragged high and wide for the large part. And when Plymouth were on top, though, they 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 had that clinical touch to them. They were able to get a couple of goals. They were able to really test LLWME. Um He he put into a really good display. Yeah, he made a couple of mistakes, but for the large part, for a goalkeeper of his age that's played two league games, and um, they did all right. But it's difficult because Pompey were on top um, in both halves. They did have spells, lar- large spells where they were on top. Um, but they just didn't, we keep talking about it. They didn't have any finishing touch to them. Um, and that's something that John Massini has kind kind of addressed um, since he's coming. But and Pompey have scored goals, but it's still that same, that same thing we keep talking about before he came in was when they're on top, they don't create anything. Um, and that's that's Another thing to take from Plymouth is the lack of creativity they had, really.
0: Yeah, well, it has been an age old problem in recent months at Pompey, isn't it? Really, like, well, like, that's two defeats now in five games for John. Like, he's done, he's done all right, he's done well. Bear in mind the run Pompey are in, like, but Pompey's problems are still clearly there, i.e., the creativity is one, like, mm. yeah, definitely. So, things haven't just all of a sudden been solved and disappeared those still old problems keep on cropping up number?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think if you if being realistic, when John Messino came in, we were never expecting uh, all those Pompey Pompey's problems to go away. They won one in fifteen before he came in. Those problems were never going to go away instantly. Yeah, they won against Exeter and Fleetwood and that all that sort of got everybody a little bit positive. But um Peterborough, they could have got something from the game and Peter Peterborough. It took to them to go 2-0 down to get something um to really turn on. They could have snuck a late equalizer, but that was their first goal was ruled out. Um Barnsley, they were winning till the 89th minute and he- held their own really, um probably needed a second goal but um held their own against the top six side. And then Plymouth obviously they had spells in the game where they were on top. Um so I think I think there's t- things to take from it. Uh, p- positive things to take like I've just mentioned but Again, it's the same same thing we keep saying as those age-old problems uh, defensively and going forward. Um, I spoke to Rico Hacker after the game and he said the the team is still learning. We're only five games into John Messino's tenure. We're never going to see an instant change. Um, and apply a manager, now of his experience, who's had five games in charge, um, it could take a little longer. And I think, yeah, it's... It was never going to be an instant change. Obviously, the two wins in his first two games helped, but yeah, it was never going to be um, one of those things that's changed um, quickly.
0: Well, uh, for some reason, the Fleetwood game sticks in my mind. That night, Pompey were on the front foot. They were, it seemed as if they were playing even two-touch football. They They were recycling the ball very, very quickly. Are you seeing any change in Pompey under John Massino, than Pompey under Junk than Danny Carly, or even Simon Bassi for those couple of games he was in charge. Are you seeing any noticeable changes at all? Um,
1: it's difficult. It's difficult. The first two games when they when they or well, Fleetwood go go back to Fleetwood, they. I remember watching that game and like you just mentioned, the one two touch football um, was good to see. And I, I spoke to a couple of other people after the game on on Saturday, and it's sort of, the extra and Fleetwood aren't teams or their teams, Pompey, you'd expect Pompey to win and play like that against. Plymouth in the first half, for the first 15, 20 minutes, Pompey couldn't, Pompey couldn't get a, a touch on the ball. They couldn't. They were sort of clearing their lines and Plymouth were coming at them and every time they were on the ball, they were just getting uh, constantly pressed. And you knew that was sort of going to happen um, at Plymouth. But the final 10 minutes, again, like we saw at Peterborough, um, they were playing really good football which I don't think you would have seen two months ago under Danny Cowley or Simon Bassi. Um, so they've got stuff in them, um, and they can play really good football when, when when their confidence is flowing, they've got the crowd behind them. Um, you do see some of the stuff we did see at the start of the season, um, that confidence running through their veins, really, and um, playing good one-touch football and creating, creating chances, um, and probably more chances created in the final 10 minutes than there were. Um, Anywhere else in the in the game on Saturday, and I think there's there is still there is signs of um, what John Messino's is doing. I think they're really good signs. Um, just that needs to ebb into a full a full ninety minute performance, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, like, we were told too when John came that probably long term, looking into the future, can be looking to be playing front foot on the front foot with pace, with energy, with aggression. Again, is there any sign of that there still yeah. Evan? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think there is. You can see um, Owen Dale in particular from the front. He chases everything down, and the 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 defense always starts really an attack. Um, Bishop chases, uh, Jacob chases as well. So there is signs of. Uh, I think Moreau again had a really good game on Saturday. He was he was everywhere, really in the middle of the park, making tackles, um, flying into challenges and really putting his heart on, on the pitch and um there there is signs of um strength in the team. I think there 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 is there is plenty of signs indicating that that, that they are playing with confidence. But at the same time like I just mentioned they need to they need to um do that properly um for ninety minutes. So yeah, it's 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 a tough one. It's definitely a tough one.
0: Do you think that this current crop of players and I know there's an awful lot of injuries and there's, there's players there that people would say they're definitely being Pompey's first team first starting in eleven if everybody was fit but like, do you think Pompey have the necessary personnel to carry out that long term vision of that brand of football that Pompey are looking towards
1: yes and no I think there are good players in the team at the moment, a couple on loan unfortunately so don't know how that will play out in the summer and then like every Pompey loss at the moment um people on social media are sort of saying, Oh, these these such and such players need to go, which is yeah. which is fair enough. Um I think some players, um through no fault of their own, really, they've just been caught out in this transition where people w- want to play in this style of football. And um I think don't really want to allude to a summer rebuild, but so there's gonna have to be some players coming in um that will allow um John Massino to do what he wants to do, I think. You've obviously got Riley Towell, who's very good on the ball at the back. Um, you've got Dishon Bernard as well, who's good on the ball. Um, and then in midfield, yeah, you've got Marlon Pat, I think every every single week at the moment, we talk about how well he is on the ball. Um, yeah, he's not the most mobile, because <laughs> of his age, obviously, but there are players in that team that Pompey can look to, like Joe Morrell, um, that they, they can take forwards. Morels and... Two and a half and a half years still three years left on his contract and then you obviously got players coming back uh tom larry's obviously here for the long term as well um mm-hmm. and I, I i just go back to the start of the season when pompey did have their fully fit squad they were playing they won their first they were unbeaten for their first nine games um and then haven't really had a full fully fit squad to choose from since um so it will be interesting to see how that does develop when we're hoping um I know' we're speaking to John Messino later, he's hopeful that quite a lot of his players will be back within the next month, um which is a really positive sign, and if they can and uh, they have all their players to choose from, then it could they, they could go on a run there's no stopping them um there's nothing to suggest they they can't um that influence of new new players that have been on the sidelines for weeks on weeks um that could give something add something to the squad, so um yeah, no, I think. At the moment there are there still needs to be some additions um to a late um John Messino to play his style of football, but nothing to nothing in the way of a massive summer rebuild where half the squad needs to go. I think it is only a few additions. I think that's quite a lot of what Pompey fans think as well.
0: So like Burnham and Pompey have well, how many, including Lownies, maybe have something like fifteen players in a contract. Is that if that's the case then, do you think probably need to be working along that list to retain certain members of that that are out of contract um brigade? Yeah,
1: I think that there are some players that people in particular are saying, Oh, we we, we need them to stay. Um I think it's too early um to say who at the moment which of those players need to be retained because obviously Ronan Curtis for, for example, he's out in the he's out in the summer. Jay Mingy, he's also out in the summer. And we haven't really seen them play under jo, uh, John Messino yet. So uh, inter- it, you probably need to wait till late March, April maybe, to say, oh, yeah, these players definitely need to go. Obviously, there's some um, who are out of contract where you're like, yeah, he's going to go. Um, Kieran Freeman is an example. He's yet to play under John Messino And don't know how that's going to work out. Um, but in terms of an overall retained list, I think you, you need to still wait a couple more weeks or months to see see how some players thrive under John Messina and some that might not um, fi- suit his style of football. So I think it's too early to say um, just yet, but obviously that, that could change in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. Well, like Burnham the defeat done against Plymouth um, leaves Pompey 12 points, a drift of sixth place Barsley. There's 18 games left. I think a lot of people are resenting the fact now, resenting themselves to the fact now that the playoffs is, is it's set of reach. They need to be realistic there. If that is the case, and we've just talked about players, the players have got a lot to play for if they want to remain at Pompey League, but what what should be the objective between now and the end of the season?
1: Obviously, being realistic, they are 12 points away from the playoffs, so it is a tall order. I was talking to Andy Moon the other day. It's, they're gonna need some sort of a miracle to um get in the playoffs. It's not out of the question, but it's definitely definitely in a position where it doesn't look likely and um, there's nothing really to suggest that probably can go on and win every single game for the rest of the season um so that then leaves them wh- where do they go where do they go from here um I think it would be a good indication for John Messino to assess the players he's got in his in his squad um Going back to the previous question about who he wants who he might want to keep, who might stay, I think it'll be a good indicator, good assessment really, to see who fits his squad and fits how he plays. Um, I think if they can get a couple of get a couple of wins under their belt, then who knows, that the position might change again, the other teams losing around them, um, that could open the door. It's a difficult one, um, really, seeing where what what the actual ambition <clears throat> What the expectation is for the squad now for the rest of the season, like it's a tall order to get in the playoffs. So they're not just gonna see out the season. They're, they're they're gonna like you just mentioned, players are gonna need to show if they are out of contracts, um, show what they're about really, and prove why they should stay at the club. Um, now that could see a change in see a change in um, form that could really spark something. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be an interesting end to the season. I, I don't really remember in League One. Uh, where Pompey are in February and sort of saying, oh, that's the season done. Um, yeah. This is something we've never seen before, really. And they've always been in and around the playoffs going into the final weeks of the season. And now we're, we're in a position where in season six of League One and we're already resigned in February to um, what, what's Pompey's end of the season? Like, what, what does this mean for Pompey? I know last season they were on a, they went on a run in the second half of the season and then really tried to get in the playoffs. But yeah. now it's we're in February. That's we're already saying that's that that's Pompey done, and you then got to ask why? Why is that the case? Why is that the case? Why, why is it? Why are we in middle of February saying that's? Then does that
0: not go against your previous argument? Then a Pompey season is more or less over in February, and you're saying you know what? There could be there, There's no need for a reshuffle there. Like, is that not a a juxtaposition that you put yourself in there? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. I understand that. Um, I do understand that. I think it's it's difficult because there, there are players individually that have good qualities but as a team uh, something hasn't gone hasn't gone right um i think there are still individual players that um can contribute um and can and do have a future but then there's there's others that that aren't really fitting the bill and probably just need a, a squad, um really that, that can get in the playoffs and can push for promotion uh, and at the moment the the overall squad at the moment still needs help and needs add additions to, to get into it and that does mean players leaving that, um, that aren't quite good enough but individually there are some players that, 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 that are good but doesn't really fit the team if you get what I mean.
0: I know Pompey got injuries and there were something like six or seven out for the trip to Plymouth which means then there's a limited pool of players to call on but Already, you can sort of I see there's a, a set, there's a, yeah, you can more or less pick that starting 11 at the moment. Yeah. There might yeah. be a wee who, who plays up left? You've got Paddy Lane in, but Michael Jacobs seems to be, like Michael Jacobs seems to have played, I think it's now three games under Carly, and the other two he was maybe injured, which are, yeah. John Ceno, sorry. like yeah. So you can you can more or less guess what that Pompey starting 11 is going to be, but it's now not the chance, the time to maybe start bringing in some of those French players, like, Denver Hume, um, like who else? Joe Piggott, like Rico Hackett, for instance, who came off the bench. There's players there that haven't really necessarily been given a lot of game time there. And if Pompey's results aren't necessarily changing too much, surely then these players deserve a chance to actually stake a claim.
1: Yeah, I think Rico Hackett's probably the prime example, really. He's, I think, I think I sat he started 14 of his day for. Uh, games in all competitions this season, which isn't a lot. And um, he scored five goals this season already. And I think that's his joint best season to date. I'm I'm not too sure on that, but I, I think it's up there with one of his better seasons. And that's just coming from the bench. Um Owen Dale's stats by his own admission last week he admitted that his his yeah. his statistics weren't as where he wants to be and that they didn't meet the standard. So yeah, he does a lot off the ball. Um runs for 90 minutes gives his heart out but when Rico Hackett's been on the pitch he's been able to change the games we saw at Peterborough he got the assist he got the assist for the own goal put the ball in and then he came off the bench yesterday and got or Saturday sorry and got the goal um so maybe throw him into the contention that he played well at the start of the season um he's played well and he's looked bright when he's come onto the pitch but at the same time we've sort of seen it before with him when he's been when he's been given those starts he doesn't look as bright as he does when he's off the bench when he comes off the bench yeah um, Joe Piggott it's difficult because Pompey played with one striker um that's really tough and Colby Bishop's got 12 goals for Pompey this season he's their leading goal scorer by about eight goals in the league and you can't it's difficult because with two strikers you could bring Pigot on for either Scarlett or Bishop when they were playing together or you could play, you could play either any of them together, but now with one that really limits the opportunity for players like Piggott and I know Scarlet comes off. Scarlet comes off on the left, but Pigot's really a central player. And if you need a goal, you want Bishop on the pitch because he's your leading goal scorer and he's your, lead, your biggest threat. Um, and then when Piggott has played, he's not really um, justified why, um, and that's yeah. disappointing for him. And I know we, we had we had this we did have this conversation. Months ago, probably October, November, where players where Pompey's form was starting to dip, and they were winning games in the Papa John's Trophy. Like, okay, let's give these players a chance. They get they got a chance, and they never proved it. Um, Pompey's form just continued to dip. Um, So they have been given their chance, and earlier in the season, and it it, it didn't quite work out. Um, Whether that means giving them another chance and another opportunity again, maybe, but. I don't know. It's tough because we've seen these players play the season already, like the Piggots, like the Rico's, and they they haven't proved it from the start of eleven. Yeah, they look a threat if they come off the bench, but from the start of eleven point of view, they, they they haven't really been able to make an impact. So that that's a difficult one. And Denver Hume, like you mentioned, that's uh, Ogilvy's probably one of the first names on the team sheet because of how consistent he is. And Denver Hume going forwards, it is a different Denver Hume defended Conor Ogilvy's, yeah gets stuck in and challenges he's a full-on defender whereas Denver Hume doesn't really have those defensive qualities but he has got those qualities going forward which is why we saw him come off the bench when Pompey needed a goal on Saturday um maybe maybe against a team that Pompey can really push um and uh, really go go at maybe we could see a Denver Hume start um but at the moment John Massino does have his core set of 11 players and that doesn't really look like changing wholeheartedly
0: at the moment Do you think, obviously, Burton on Tuesday night, a home game Burton are on a a decent run of form three wins in the last three but at the end of the day, they're side that Pompey should be looking to beat is Tuesday night's game a chance for Messino or the yeah, Messino to sort of say to that eleven, sorry, listen, you've got another chance to prove me wrong here, or prove to the fans that you are capable of taking us forward, or does he see that there's an opportunity to refresh the side and maybe play on the front foot against a team who will no doubt be coming the front park, hoping for an upset, but at the end of the day they're going to be probably parking the bus to a certain extent, aren't they?
1: yeah 100% like we've seen with pretty much every team that's come to front park really by a couple of exceptions um, Pompey take the game to them and then they sit with one striker up front um, and Pompey they allow Pompey to come at them um, that hasn't really worked though for Pompey uh, they haven't been able to break down teams this season at home like we have done like we have seen before um, that could allow other players to be given a chance. Um, probably want to go more attacking. I, I'd quite like to see that. I'd like to see them play on the front foot and show them what they're about. Um, I think I'd like to see Rico Hackett play. I'd like to see what he'd be able to do. Uh, I Someone brought up yesterday, which is quite a good point, probably to, were, were to play with Morel, Dale and Lane. They're quite um, small players. And I know Burton are, are a really big and physical team. Um, do you either go with players that Ah, stronger. Um, or do you go with players that are that are more quick on the wing? Um, which is Rico Hackett does have pace, but when you compare him to Owen Dale, um, he's a lot more pacier, or a lot more quicker. Sorry, I don't know if pace paces a word, but um, no, yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see some changes, but realistically, I don't. I don't think John Messina will go down that route. I think, it, like we've seen, all five of his games so far, he's been he's stuck with the same. Same 11 really, um, barring some injuries. Bar injury, yeah, hopefully, some players might be able to come back, like the Ronnie Cutters, like the Joe Rafty, Hopefully, maybe tomorrow, maybe not at the start, but
0: let's uh, say Joe Rafferty, say Joe Rafferty, then and we'll also throw Tom Larry into the mix, who, who's going to be back hopefully soon. Those types of players aren't just going to come in and be playing at the levels they were back in September last year, like six, right. five, six months going yeah. like, so Again, there's a lot of expectations. Like, so those two in particular, they could come in. Jay McGee, you could even say next I, time th- I next think like someone,
1: Louis Thompson, I think is a prime example. He's had yeah. two or three games uh, since his return from injury and he's not looked like the Louis Thompson that's um yeah. started this the start of the season. And I, I, I was really excited when Louis Thompson came back, but he's just not quite at that level he was um at the start.
0: That's of the season. that's natural. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: no fault of his own at all. That's purely he's been out for four, four or five months with a broken leg. Um and he's been he's been um he's, he's taken his time to get back into it, which is common with a player that's been out for five months of broken leg. Um yeah. I, I I think if if he was fully fit, Louis Thompson would be on my midfield. But with the way it is at the moment, it's it's a big gamble to start him and play ninety minutes. That's why I think we've seen Ryan could have played a lot more. Um and as well um Louis Thompson's more defensive minded um rather than Tanakh if he's more more attacking. But yeah, that I think Louis Thompson with he, he's one of those players that has been out for a long period and he's struggled struggle to um to come back into it, which is natural when you see players who have been out for that long so like mentioned with Lowry and rafty that there that, will be examples as well, so I think that 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 needs to be an error of Pompey needs to err on the side of caution with that, and Pompey fans need to expect that it's not going to be the Tom Larry and Joe Rafty that um arrived at Pompey fresh in the summer it's going to be it's gonna take a while um a while for them to come back into it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, Pabby. Well, thank you for your, your thoughts and insight there. Very informative indeed. Um, yeah. Hopefully our next video will be reporting on a on a pompey victory against Burton on Tuesday night. We'll be back soon. Um uh, we hope to all see you again soon and thank you all for watching and listening. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the
0: Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.